I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what legends have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Let's Hang Out, the podcast that is, you know, yours. <laughs> <laughs> We've already lost Ellie. It's all done. <laughs> all right, and that's the whole episode. <laughs> from the west coast i'm lee holmes foster and from the east coast i'm ellie and brigida to those of you who have been with us through this whole journey thank you as always for listening if you're a new listener welcome we're excited to have you here and here's what's happening this week this week in the lesdom this week in the lesdom is somewhere that we can touch base every episode about things going on with us with our lives with the podcast or with the greater les universe and this week we want to kick it off first of all because it is coming up it's almost here we're so excited we are going to be in la on thursday for a live show at the virgil at 7 p.m i cannot wait lee and i will be in the same place and we're going to be hanging out with ashley perez and elise bauman we are going to be hanging out with celesbians galore what is our life (laughs) (laughs) it might be the best night ever i i don't want to promise that but i'm certainly not expecting any less so do not miss out there are still tickets available they are $15 if you buy them ahead. They will be $20 day of. So I would just buy some tickets. That, just get your buy tickets. tickets now. Just get your just tickets. Get tickets now. Yeah. Bit.ly oh, yeah. slash Les LA. 
You got this. We also have some trivia nights coming up. We have our Schitt's Creek trivia night in Boston, which is already sold out. Sorry, people. But if you couldn't get tickets to the Boston Schitt's Creek trivia on the 26th, you could just hop on over to San Francisco yeah. and join us Easy at trip. Jolene's, also on March 26th, also for Schitt's Creek trivia. So there's just plenty of opportunities to do Schitt's Creek trivia. That's all we're saying. And if you're a Killing Eve fan, we're going to be having a Killing Eve premiere party in Boston at Bella Luna on April 26th. We're also hiring trivia hosts in other cities, so email us at events at leshangoutpod.com if you're interested. And in the greater Les universe, uh, I, I hesitated whether to put this in here, but I feel like it was a Les universe response to this event, which was two female contestants from the latest season of The Bachelor, Jasmine and Alexa, who had lesbians on the edge of their seats when they posted a photo on Instagram, all cuddled up, cute, holding hands, captioned, we did find love after all. Unfortunately, it was just a giant gay bait and they are not actually dating and who thought anything straight was going to come of that. So disappointing, but you know, there was a little brief, a brief moment that happened in the queer world. So Jasmine and Alexa should have been gay. Should have That's been all. <laughs> we also want to talk about Clifford the Big Red Dog because in the reboot, there will be two gay moms so emily elizabeth has friends who have two moms and they invite them over for a dinner party and we think that is so sweet and beautiful and we are so excited for clifford the big red dog to meet emily elizabeth's lesbian mom friends we're looking forward to the (laughs) protests across america i'm so excited it's gonna be great it's gonna be great (laughs) that's what's happening this week back to you ellie and lee Thanks, Ellie and Lee, and welcome everyone to Season 3, Episode 12, our next installment of Les Essentials. Les Essentials is a recurring segment on the show, one of our favorites, where we dive into those classic essential lesbian movies or shows. We've said it, but we have yet to actually do a show. This is our first time, and we are very excited. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a reminder, we are now writing and recording original songs for each Les Essentials that we do, so you will want to stick around until the end of this episode for a very emotional experience, because today's Les Essentials, tell us what we've got going on, Ellie. I'm sorry, when you started talking about the song, I just started tearing up again, <laughs> and I forgot what I was supposed to keep talking about, because I just need people to know. We say it every time you write a song, but this one was impeccable so you're gonna love it but for this Les Essentials episode we're doing a breakdown of one of the first impactful lesbian couples on television Buffy's Willow and Tara and I'm so excited we will chat this is what this show's about but <laughs> are we gonna talk on the podcast we're gonna talk. is that what we do um, that's what we do here <laughs> But the most exciting part of this episode is that we'll also be joined by a special guest later in the episode. We had the chance to sit down with Amber Benson, who plays Tara on Buffy, and we got to talk to her about the impact that Tara and Willow had on us and on LGBTQ media and culture. It was just so wonderful. So you can sit through listening to me and Lee chat. For a very long time. And then or just skip us and go straight to Amber. Yeah, and you then know. finally hear from Amber. But we are so excited. Understandable. This is the second time that we have gotten to spend some time with Amber. And I believe we said it after Klexcon last year. We are going to say it again. I honestly think she is possibly the most delightful person that we've gotten to meet through yes. this podcast. She is just the best, y'all. She's the best. 
she's so nice and great we cannot overstate and it hilarious so. and yeah amber we love you <laughs> amber we love you thank you so much for joining us again uh we can't wait for all of you to hear what she had to say later on but before we do that we're gonna do a quick intro to buffy for anyone who is not familiar with buffy the tv show buffy the vampire slayer first of all i don't think we can be friends if you do not know get on the buffy, buffy wagon please intimately buffy is a, is a show that ran for seven seasons from 1997 to 2003 we are going to read the imdb synopsis which is as follows a young woman destined to slay vampires demons and other infernal creatures deals with her life fighting evil with the help of her friends. However, we're not really here to talk about Buffy. We're yeah, here to talk about We're not specific... talking about Buffy, like, barely oh God, at no, all. like, not at Peripherally. all. Peripherally. Uh, we're here to talk about Willow and Tara. Willow and Tara is a pairing that was on the show from the fourth through the sixth seasons, starring Allison Hannigan as Willow and Amber Benson as Tara. And I feel like in that vein, Ellie, we should give a, a Tara and Willow synopsis. Do you think that's fair? Like yes. our, our gay Tara and Willow synopsis. Our gay synopsis, but it actually was gay, not it should have been gay. Yes. Yes. Okay. So synopsis of Willow and Tara. All right. Two gay witches fall in love, use their magic to have magical sex, basically raise a child together, <laughs> go through some ups and downs with Willow's magic addiction, ultimately get back together, and then we forget what happened at the end, so I am i won't even talk about it. They get back together, everything's beautiful, and they love each other, okay? <laughs> I approve. I just, I'm like tongue-tied already about this. I mm -hmm. can't do it. <laughs> I feel like we do have to say, if you have not seen Buffy and you don't want spoilers... Do not listen to this episode. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't recommend that. Yes. Do not listen <laughs> to this episode because we're going to talk about everything that happened. And I don't want to spoil anything for you, even though I'm pretty sure everyone knows how Tara's journey ends. Yes. But still, yes. But we won't, but we won't talk about it. Yeah. At least not now. Not now. At least not right now. <laughs> not now. Okay. If I had to give a gay synopsis of Tara and Willow's story on Buffy, my gay synopsis would be Lee's first giant conscious female crush Allison Hannigan plays gay <laughs> on television eradicating any chance that I would wind up straight you know yeah I'm sure plenty of people Buffy was their first like fuck I'm gay oh god it was it was a lot when it happened I had such a crush on Willow it was absurd she's a Anyways, cutie I still love Allison Hannigan yeah. I love Allison Hannigan anything any she's day. ever done any day Band camp? anything she's just Best. uh what a treasure <laughs> okay so that's our that's our intro to willow and tara obviously this is gonna be a little different than our usual recaps because whereas we usually do our best to recap a movie in under the time it would take someone to, to watch, watch the movie, movie <laughs> uh, sometimes over the time <laughs> wait before have... we go wait before you go on somebody messaged us and was like hey i loved your book smart episode I watched the movie, paused it, played your commentary. Like, basically, like, we were the commentary. So I hope that people do that. And then, It's like watching with a peanut gallery. Yes, that's amazing. That's literally it. So we're going to try oh to God. do that for this TV show that is honestly seven hours of material. It's so much. And we're going to try to be as concise as possible. It's so much. We're just going to try to hit the, the, main, the points. main points of Willow and Tara's relationships as best we can. 
we might get pulled into some real detailed things here and there, but for the most part, we're gonna try to just give an overview of this beautiful relationship and what it meant to us, and then we'll hear what it meant to Amber as well. And I'm so excited, everyone. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Before we get started, I just need to say, for me, personally, Buffy is a quintessential part of my life and who I am as a person. One of the very first things when Kelsey and I started dating in college, the first thing I made her do was sit down and watch all seven seasons of Buffy. So this means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to a lot of other people out there. Yes. But let's start with the very first episode where we meet a young woman by the name of Tara in a Wicca group. (laughs) (laughs) Also, let's... Okay. Diving in. Let's not get specific, but let's just talk about this Wicca group. So Willow and Tara are both in this Wicca group. Willow is actually a witch. Like, she can do spells. She, like, lifts pencils and shit. This is the point where Willow is just starting to get powerful, but she is a badass witch, right? So she joins this Wicca group thinking they're going to teach her some magic, and all they want to do is have bake sales. Like, (laughs) they, they... don't want to actually do magic. So they not only don't want to do it, they find it offensive that anyone would think that's what a Wicca group is for. Yes. Right? Yes. And we only see Tara really in this scene as how she's looking at Willow. And then mm-hmm. she does try to talk at least. But so Willow's like, hey, let's do some spells. And you see Tara's eyes just like, oh, lock on another witch. Oh, I see what's going on here. And the way that they look at each other, this is their first scene. And you already can feel the chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we should just get this out of the way ahead of time. On the scale of things that lean into our whole magic is gay. <laughs> this <laughs> factual statement. This is legitimately this magic is gay. This isn't Magic even, is gay. This isn't there's, even, yeah. There's no question. There's not, they don't even pretend otherwise. Magic is a very, very firm stand-in for gay. Gay. Throughout this entire show, kind of, almost, for yes. the rest of it. Yes. Um. So I, I love that with that in mind, yeah, the first thing that makes Tara notice and kind of lock on to Willow is someone wants to do spells? Yeah. Somebody else is gay like me? I love spells. (laughs) Want to do spells together? (laughs) And and we see, too, seeing Tara as how she progresses. She's very shy. She raises her hand to say something in the Wicca group, and the Wicca girls are so rude to her. And are like, oh, Tara, you want to talk now? You never talk, you weird witch girl. She's got a little nervous stutter. Yeah, she has a little nervous stutter. She's so Uh. cute. And you can tell that Willow is looking at this girl like, this person has something to say. Like this person, she doesn't underestimate her, even from like the first time seeing her, which I just think is beautiful. And also she pulls the immediate gay move of being like, someone wants to do spells. I want to be her friend. And Mm -hmm. she ventures out into the night to find Willow. So the first episode is hush. No one can talk. So they venture out into the night to find Willow to see if maybe they could do a spell to help figure out what's happening to everyone in town and why can't anyone talk? And you're just like, gay, 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 gay. 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 She's like, <laughs> let me go to your dorm room late at night. And when she gets there, right, 
but the gentlemen like come after them. So Tara goes to find Willow's dorm room and she gets in the dorm and starts getting attacked by the gentlemen chasing her. And so she's pounding on doors to try to get someone to let her in the room. And then they start coming out of the rooms with like the, the beating hearts in their yes. hands. Um, and Willow, of course, being the kind, gentle, caring heart that she is, hears someone pounding on doors and opens her door to get bowled over by Tara, and then they have to go and run away from the gentlemen and their crazy, crazy minions. And this scene where they freaking, so they run into this room, they lock the door behind them, and they're like, how are the gentlemen are going to get us? Oh no, what should Saying we- this all with their eyes, of course. Yes, yes, because they can't speak. That's also <laughs> the best part. Their first episode, mm-hmm. most of their interactions are nonverbal. Yeah. And when you think about any sort of romantic relationship- a huge part of what makes that relationship more romantic are the nonverbal cues of your relationship. Do you mean nonverbal cues like making pointed, emotional, intense eye contact and then threading your <laughs> fingers through someone else's fingers to feel a surge of magical energy that allows the two of you to move a vending machine with your minds? Something like that. Yeah, Something like, like that. That's okay. usually how... <laughs> How most relationships start, right? Yeah, I don't know yes. how, how you met your girlfriend, Ellie, but yes. that's basically my uh, <laughs> beginning of my relationship right there. Uh, but yes, they literally, within what, 10 minutes of, of one of their first like <laughs> dates, they're holding hands and doing magic. They're so, doing magic. They I really are. love it. They take off from there because it's, I think it's like the next episode that Tara's in, right? Where they're, they're walking into her dorm room and she just has this one line that I wrote down where she's like, I've been thinking about that last spell we did all day. And yes. I'm like, I bet you have. <laughs> they lean so, so hard. hard into what magic represents. Yes. It's amazing. It's so good. I feel like we do have to talk a little bit about how a big part of their relationship, because there were censors on TV, they couldn't do a lot of physical gay things. Joss really, he directly leaned into, like, this is not like subtext. He chose to talk about them doing magic in a sexualized way to show that these people are together. They're not just friends hanging out and doing magic. <laughs> like everything they talk about is very, very sexual. And I love it. <laughs> oh my God. There's also Tara's talking about how Willow is such a good witch. And Willow says, I'm definitely nothing special. And Tara says, no, you are. You are. And that's Ugh. Like, liter- like the majority of the beginning of the relationship, there is some questionable shit towards the end that we'll talk about. And, and they work through that. However, you're going to work through it. But from the beginning of their relationship, I feel like it always is, it's characterized by Willow and Tara both validating each other. Tara validates Willow in that she's powerful and that she's important, where Willow doesn't feel important with the Scooby gang, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you are important. And then same thing later when Tara feels left out, Willow's like, you are essential. Essential. Yeah, you are essential. And it just, it's from like episode two or three of them together. It doesn't take that long for them to get there. So I love it. That's the other thing that's crazy to me going back and rewatching some of their relationship is yeah, it is what I love about Tara as a character is Tara is shy. Tara's unsure. Tara is 
nervous and hesitant and she's a lot of things but tara knows what she wants mm -hmm. and she knows what she likes and they never shied away from that and i love it because it is so early on when you can tell i mean one of the things that i loved about willow and tara's relationships when you were watching it, it like in real time when it was playing is it was so organic and real in a lot of ways like watching willow who up until this point in the show had been completely straight she'd had a crush on xander she'd had oz you know like there had never really been much of an indication other than vampire willow at that point which was kind of played off as just a joke right yes that anything was going to go in this direction and it wasn't played that way it's not like they meet tara and willow is immediately like oh my god who is this hot sexy mama over here i want to get on that like that's not what happens what happens is you watch the two of them form a connection emotionally immediately and then you watch that connection slowly start to make sense to willow yeah but it immediately makes sense oh to tara, tara knows right? exactly what she is getting into and we yeah later on Willow's like, you've been out for longer than me, blah, blah, blah. So we know that before Tara was with Willow, she's been out. Like she's been out. Yeah. And that's why you get these lines like very, very early on in their interactions when you have that scene with Willow saying, you know, I just, it's not that I'm hiding you from my friends. I just want to have, it's nice having something that's just mine. And ugh, Tara <gasps> gives her that iconic, I am, you know, huge emotional pause, yours. yours. And like, <sighs> it is something else because that is a ballsy move for a hesitant character yes like that is leaving nothing to the imagination and that's what i love about tara is like tara is not sure of herself in a, so many ways but she puts it all on the line to make sure that like it is clear from day one how she feels about willow oh and yeah it's uh, i just i like get chills thinking about it again i'm like i, I love it so much love it <laughs> love it i agree and like i think they do portray tara as shy towards the beginning but the more you get to know her she's really not she's maybe soft oh she she grows yeah soft spoken but very i think she is sure of herself especially mm -hmm. we'll, we'll we'll talk about further but um oh my goodness one of the other early interactions that i kind of love because through some of these scenes you know she says that to willow and willow doesn't really react to that much right and so it's like it's it's not always clear throughout the process like how much is willow grasping what's happening yes. with her and tara consciously yeah through all of this. And that's why I love that when Willow does decide to introduce Tara to some of her friends because they run into Buffy. Buffy, who think, that is. Who they think yeah, is Buffy. Who is Faith in Buffy's Bronx, body. Who is Faith in Buffy's body. And I love that Faith, our gay icon Faith. Of course. Of course she knows. Clocks it in like Immediately. a heartbeat. <laughs> Faith has no question of what is happening here. She's like, oh, cool. I guess that's happening because uh, she picks up on it immediately because, of course, she does. Her gaydar's fantastic. She's gay as shit. So, so Willow isn't driving stick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what a line. I love it so much. I also love, too, how, of course, okay, this is Faith in Buffy's body. So not great. But there's so many um, sort of like subtle ways that Joss uses different characters to talk about 
Willow and Tara's Mm -hmm. relationship without being like, they're together, right? You have Faith being like, oh, they're together. So we can know from somebody else, right? Even though like we should know. But I just imagine when it was on that there were plenty of straight people who were like, oh, Willow and Tara's friendship is so nice. And Joss is like, what the fuck? Like, do you not (laughs) see they are gay? And so there's like constantly more and more like overt things that are telling you, oh, they're together. Yeah. 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 Uh, There's also, sorry, just because we're on that episode, can we touch real fast on the spell that they do in that episode? Because it's also one of my favorite, like, magic is gay sex is what's happening right now. Because they do that whole scene where she's like, oh, I'd have to be your anchor and keep you on this plane. And Will's like, I trust you. And she's like, it's not like anything that we've ever. And she's like, I trust you. Yeah. (laughs) So <laughs> you're like, um, what have you been doing before, ladies? And what are you trying now? They're like, we're going to try this new position. It's going to be a little <laughs> difficult. Like, I've not- got a new toy. <laughs> yeah. I've got this new toy. I trust like, you. I trust you. She's like, okay, well, I just want to get, I trust you. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're trying, Ellie, but what I know is it, it involves oh, they a love lot it. of prolonged eye contact. They're both very sweaty. And then I swear Willow basically has an orgasm Oh, she does. She does. <laughs> Like, she literally, like, leans back. Her Falls head, back onto yeah. her pillow. It is. The arching yeah. and gasp, the sweaty arching and gasping. Yeah, it's, again, it's they're not, they're not really being subtle with what this is a metaphor of. So it's a good thing that there's a lot of trust on both sides for your first time, ladies. That's good. We're happy for you. So much. I wrote in my notes, the magic sex scene's intense. It's really <laughs> Because it really it is, is intense. I think my notes just say gay, 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 gay. I mean, in capital, it, it capital is. letters. I almost feel like because this is so so subtexty because of the time, I almost feel like we're like talking about it should have been gay, but this is actually gay. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was meant to be gay. It's just done in such it's a, su- in such yeah, a in great. Such a subtle. Yeah. Metaphorical kind of way because we couldn't really see them being being physical together. Right. But then, and yeah. also, up until this point, nothing officially has happened yet, right? Because yes. I think we should get to, we're, God, it's going to take us forever to get through this. We should, we that's should, fine. We'll try to move a little faster. <laughs> like, okay. Sorry, people. We should get to New Moon Rising. Can we talk about one thing before New yes. Moon Rising? Because I of think it's really important. I can't say no to you, Ellie. And I just, there's a lot more meat in the stuff before they get together. And there is a lot of stuff after, like, their girlfriends. But there's a lot of meat in, like, their love story before that I want to just dig into. So sorry. Okay. But there's one thing. So there's okay. an episode that's all about the sex house. Yes. Right? I, I have notes on the sex house, too, and I was trying to skip it. <laughs> no, we have to talk about the sex house. We have okay, to talk about it. the sex house. Because in the sex house, this really frames it like they're together now. Like, it's clear they are physical with each other off screen we haven't seen it really except for the magic sex but willow touches tara's knee and tara freaks out it's like that's disgusting don't touch me yeah don't touch me that's disgusting and it's like she's taken aback obviously it's like a demon thing but i feel like there's just like a lot of subtext of like Mm -hmm. willow being like wait is this serious like there's a lot of like homophobia there there's just so much meat in literally that like one it is it is like a demonic representation of your internalized homophobia yeah. because it, yeah it is too like you can tell they've had a very intimate relationship a very like physically close relationship up until now and again it's not always entirely clear how 
tuned into what's going on Willow has been, but you can tell Willow's response to touching Tara in a way that is totally commonplace for them and suddenly having it be like a dirty, shameful thing that she did, it throws it really her, throws her so much and you can like you can see her battling with that reaction like yeah i i agree it's i was trying to skip i know forward, but you're right we should we should but talk it about is it. important before we talk about new moon rising because yes they're together it's not like oh well maybe willow has feelings for her right they're together and, and it's it's get, it's clarifying in willow's mind by now yes that willow also has feels. is reciprocating what tara has been telling her like yeah. i'm yours and willow clearly feels the same we just haven't really heard it from her but a lot of this physical stuff tells you that it's the case so i think uh, that's and important if she didn't get it by the beginning of new moon rising where they're holding hands talking about getting a cat together <laughs> you'd have to to assume she catches on (laughs) like so much gay shit literally she's like tara's like i'm thinking about getting a cat and willow's like oh it could be our cat i'm like you've been together for four days like you are definitely (laughs) like like willow's full-on in a lesbian relationship now now that the cat has been solidified we're all and all on they're literally walking across campus like holding hands yes they're so cute and sweet they're so cute and they're so cute and so happy until knockity knock knock who's at the door ozzy boy oz Oz. tara's tara's face face is so sad and her reaction when she there's this moment where everyone is just staring and willow's like oz and then tara goes Oz. And you can just see like her whole heart just falls out of her chest onto the floor to be just stepped and crushed and kicked aside. It's so sad. Oh my god, it is so much in that scene. Just her, she like, I don't know how Amber did this in that scene, but she just like shrinks in on herself. It is just like... Yeah. Inwards. And she is like, you can just see her putting up all those walls again to be safe, to keep herself safe. I know. And think about like this poor lesbian who like has this new girlfriend and then the girlfriend's ex-boyfriend shows up who she knows like she has a pretty serious past with and maybe there's unresolved stuff there. Like that is really rough. Really rough. It's so rough. And she, it's the other reason I love Tara. She is such a giant sucker martyr you know, for Willow, yes. For Willow, in the same way that I have been in my life, I I feel you, girl. I I know. I hear where you're coming from. But she's like, whatever happens, I'll still be here. I'll still be your friend. And you're like, oh, Tara, honey. I know. You gotta value yourself. I know. But you I'm gotta- like, stand up for yourself, honey. But she is. She's like, I I love you. I just want you to be happy because she does. Like she cares. That's about- what she says. Do what makes you happy with that little stutter, and you're like, oh. <sighs> And you're like, I can't. Tara, don't you see? You are what makes her happy. I know. And Oz catches on because I love how they played that too of Oz slowly realizing, you know, that whole scene where he he smells willow Willow, he thinks is willow coming around the corner it's tara and and he's trying to talk to her and you can just see like it's bothering him it's like getting to him that he finally can't help himself he's like you smell like her she's all over you do you know that and like he immediately also locks in to like man oz and faith right just on top of it's like also oz and faith know that this is happening right 
And Buffy's still oblivious. Yes. Because she's just an idiot and she's so self of self-involved. But so we get this whole scene too that I love where Willow's talking to Buffy. Yes. And she's like, you know, Buffy's like, oh, Oz was here. Like, oh, exciting. You and Oz are getting back together. And Willow's like, how are you so oblivious? Like, it's not <laughs> like, yes, great. Oz was here and it was awesome. But also like I'm with Tara like I literally I'm now was clearly in love with this girl that I keep bringing everywhere yeah like who did you think she was yeah <laughs> and Buffy's like oh well you know oh oh Tara has a crush on Oz like what <laughs> Buffy for the two seconds that Tara saw Oz's face in the one scene right she has a crush on Oz like what is going on in your stupid straight brain <laughs> and finally you know she realizes and then she does she does try <laughs> every first conversation that's great you... will i'm happy for you will yeah she just keeps calling her will and she says tara's <laughs> a really great girl like yeah. <laughs> she's really really trying but she's clearly freaked out i mean but also for the time for when this aired you know that was it was a great scene. I mean, I don't know that it ages the same way. It can't possibly fit in the same context as it did then. I remember, because I was watching Buffy live at this point. I didn't watch the first couple seasons, like maybe the first two seasons or so, so when they were So what year airing. was this, 2003? No, it, it ended in 2003. So this must have been 2000, 2001, something around there. Okay, so were you out at the time? No. Oh, so what were yeah. you thinking during that scene? I mean, what I was thinking is I definitely had a crush on Alison Hannigan. That's not the point. The point is, what I remember is I remember watching this because I not only used to watch Buffy, I used to watch it with my parents, right? And I remember when these episodes were airing and this this episode with her having that conversation with Buffy and to understand what this was and, and how different our understanding of stuff was and how, you know, just what a different context everything was in at that point is I remember watching this and I remember having conversations with my dad where he just thought that it was ridiculous that someone would go through their entire life up until like get into college and not know that they had any inclination to dating girls, which is so funny in hindsight when you think about it, because, like, that's literally how I met my wife. Yeah, it's also, but... like, probably a good majority of people. I mean, it is, but that's the thing, is, like, back then, I don't think that that was as understood, that, like, it was not that weird to assume, like, why, well, how could someone have dated guys and not know yeah. That they're into women at all. Like, wouldn't you know that you're not into the men that you've dated? And it's like, And it's well, like, well, also, bisexuality exists, my friend. I mean, friends. also, bisexuality exists. <laughs> and also, like, sometimes people repress parts of themselves and don't realize it, you know? Yeah. And, like, I, I literally remember watching this and remember how much sense Buffy's reaction made in that context, right? That this wasn't something that would have ever occurred to her and that just completely threw her for a loop. And she doesn't react badly. I mean, she doesn't react super well in, you know, the sense of how people would react to something like someone coming out to them now. But it but is. Yeah, she's, I mean, still I, it, she's still it, supportive. Like, yes, it, it, still I think supportive, it is. Or at least trying to be. <laughs> she's trying to be, even though she's a bit freaked out. Which, like, I think you're right, is is understandable for the time and I think honestly is still understandable now like I think there are people who still have that reaction and of course they're well-intentioned they love the people that come out to them but they're still thrown 
Mm-hmm. It's like she's thrown and she's trying to figure out, oh, how do I be supportive of this thing that just surprised me? Right. But that conversation is quite the quite the talk. And then after Oz basically attacks Tara because he's like, oh, my ex-girlfriend is in love with you. Right. Like, holy shit. And I've now turned into a werewolf. And I in turned the into of the a day. werewolf over my jealous rage. <laughs> Fragile masculinity. <laughs> it still is. <laughs> Tara loves Willow so much. She goes to get her immediately. She immediately goes to get her to be like, I need to save my girlfriend's ex, basically, who just attacked me. But I know she cares about him and I care about her. And you can just see when when Willow's, you know, Willow's like, I have to go. I have to find Buffy. And she's like, I know. And you're like, oh, my Uh. God, you already ripped your heart out of your own chest. And now you're just like stomping on it with your boot. Like she just has no. Oh, she loves her so much. I know. But we do see there's a lot of other stuff in between. Obviously, Oz is like, I thought I was okay, but I'm not clearly like you make me a werewolf, basically, which is rough. Um, So Oz and Willow have like some closure which I also think is really important. The conversation that Oz and Willow have in the van. Yeah. Especially, I, there's just so much debate, I feel like, of like, what is Willow's sexuality? Which still, we they don't really label her ever. Well, they, they Sometimes do they call her she, a lesbian. She, by the end of the series, she calls herself a lesbian. But mm. that might have changed. I mean, when I came out, I was bisexual. Yeah. Uh, because I had dated guys and didn't think that I was not into those guys that I had dated. But, uh, you know, I mean, your sexuality is not one locked thing that you dial in when you're 18 and then can never change for the rest of your life. Like, your sexuality is fluid. It's going to grow and evolve and change as it needs to, and that's okay. So I think Willow's sexuality at this point in the series is certainly up for debate. I think later on when she's, you know, when she says pretty categorically that she's a lesbian by later points in the show, I mean, I think you you have to go with... What she says, yes. That, but... But still, it's a good scene. You don't leave being like... Oz is a bad person like there's some closure there they both are like you know I'll always love you like you'll always be a meaningful part of my life so we see like that door's closed so that we can move forward with Willow and Tara which I just I think is good it's like okay we have this episode let's deal with the loose ends of Oz so you don't have to worry about him coming back again and now let's get to Willow and Tara being cute as fuck (laughs) yes oh my god can we just okay we have to go through the last 30 seconds of that episode without line spending line. like 30 minutes on it. But can we just talk about her showing up with her extra flamey candle? It's so cute. It's so cute. And Tara, you can just see like Tara has just smashed her own heart to a million little pieces this whole episode. She has been trying so hard to be supportive, to put Willow ahead of herself, to try to make sure that she's happy at all costs. And Willow shows up. I also love Tara's wearing, still wearing Willow's sweatshirt. Uh, when she it. opens the door. I know. She's literally in, in Willow's sweatshirt, probably sitting there crying, thinking that her girlfriend's sure. leaving her for her ex. And she's like, it's okay. You have to be with the person you love. I am. <laughs> 
that line. And then Ellie and Lee break into just uh, uncontrollable crying, and it's great. The first time I saw that scene, it ripped me in two. Yes, it still does. It still does every time I watch it. <sighs> it's so beautiful. And then blow out the candle. We know they're going to have some great magic sex. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> and Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Scene. At this point, we think it is a great time to relieve some of our emotional weight from our shoulders, and we will hear a little bit of our conversation with Amber Benson. Thank you so much for joining us, Amber. <laughs> it is my pleasure. It's so weird to be like the special guest. I, I, I kind of like it. <laughs> we love it. Uh, do you want us to just have you on as a special guest for more stuff? We'll sure. find things. Yeah. Sure. I'll just weigh in on like, all kinds of things I know nothing about. Great. <laughs> Great. We'll do Great. it. <laughs> yeah, this is actually, this is our second episode that we've had Amber on. We are doubly blessed. Aw. <laughs> guys are very kind. We oh, are yes. just determined to make you talk about every gay thing <laughs> that has to do with Buffy ever in the world. <laughs> as long and as much as you want. Spike and Angel? <laughs> is that the next one we're going to have to dissect? <laughs> we should. We should dig oh, into it. Oh, there's so much gay. There's so, so much gay. <laughs> so we uh, have Amber yeah. here to give us some insight on Taryn Willow. We have a lot of thoughts, but we figured it'd be great to get some insight from Amber herself. <laughs> <laughs> from so, the source, from the powers that be. That's what yes. we need. And I hope I can deliver the goods. I think you will be able to. Let's dig right in. So, of course, Willow and Tara were huge for LGBTQ representation. When you started with Buffy, did you know 
what the impact was going to be like. Not at all. They played trickies on us. They uh, just said this was going to be a new friend for Willow, this tear-up character. And so when I auditioned, it was just going to be like two episodes and they were going to be in a Wicca group together. Not knowing that uh, that Joss had a whole thing planned. And he wanted to basically test the waters and see if Allie and I had chemistry. And when we did, it became... So you guys, uh, in the back of my mind, I always knew that this is the way I wanted to go and you guys have great chemistry, so let's make this happen. Uh, it's funny because the crew who didn't know, like no one had told them anything, kept coming over and being like, wow, you guys have such great chemistry. You guys just really like, you just light up the screen together. And Allie and I are like, oh, thanks. <laughs> we didn't realize it was going to be that kind of lighting up and lifting up and uh, um, <clears throat> levitating. <laughs> levitating. We didn't know we'd be levitating. So not at first, but I think once I went to the posting board party, which was this like party for charity that, that the fans would throw every year when we were shooting the, the show still, I walked in and it was such a scene and there were so many people and there were all of these like wonderful like comments coming at me, but there were also like a little bit of like, I don't know about her. She's not Oz. But then there were, there were just lots of, there was lots of positive stuff too, but it was very overwhelming. And Marty Knoxon took me aside and she was like, you have to be prepared. This is going to be impactful and it's going to change things. And you know, you have to be aware of that and you have to like walk in understanding that. And, you know, she grew up in a, in a queer household. And so she was mm -hmm. very aware and thank God she kind of took me under her wing and really walked me through it. And she was wonderful. I've just so enjoyed working with her. I'm just such a big fan of Marty's. I just think she's wonderful. But yeah, that's when I, the post-humor party is when I realized that things were going to, to kind of be important. How far into the series were you at that point? Very, very minimal. Like we had barely started, but once I knew we were going to be a couple and I saw the response, I was like, this is good. And it was interesting because, you know, we did get a little censored by, yeah. <laughs> yes. by the, uh, by the network and the, the, uh, the powers that be. And Joss really worked hard to make sure that, you know, this relationship was treated with respect and that even in the face of censorship, he was still pushing the envelope and trying to change how queer relationships were shown on television. And it was really important. I've seen stories saying that like the first real kiss that we see between Tara and Willow in the body, I've yeah. seen that he like basically told the network, like he would walk away from the show if they like yeah. refused to put that in there, which, you know, is huge. And I, I mean, you know, I, by that point I was watching the show like, you know, live like yeah. every week. And I mean, I remember that and yeah, like just it's been hinted at, you've had the lights cut out at the very opportune moment. You've had, you know, like close touching, but you know, you hadn't seen it yet. And there yeah. was, it was, especially in that episode. I mean, it was such like a moment. There was a big moment that yeah. happened there, you know? Could you guys tell when you were filming that, that that was going to be like a, a big, a big deal? It's really funny. Like, uh, <laughs> he was, Joss was like, uh, I want you guys to really go for it. <laughs> he, he was like, I want this to be the cast that ends all kisses. So like in the out, like we really like, like there, there was like a string of like, like there was a whole thing. It was like cruel intentions yeah, up in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it gotcha. was because he wanted to push it as far as possible because he knew they were going to come after him 
He knew the sensors were going to be like, you can't do that. So he's like, I'm just going to go to an extreme and they're going to make me cut it down to a tiny little thing. He's like, but if I give them a tiny little thing, they're going to make me cut it out and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to fight them. So he created this whole scenario where, you know, he made them keep it. And he, he really like sort of played, he sort of, he sort of manipulated the situation. And I think it was the only way it was going to happen. And, and he, you know, we can talk about how tough, like, Tara going out to pasture, <laughs> we were talking about that earlier, uh, how that was. But like, I truly don't think he would have gone through all of this if his intention had been to like hurt people. He really was yeah. just thinking about story and character arcs. And he so badly wanted Willow to have this amazing arc. And the only way to do it was to, to sort of make her lose the most important thing in her life. So I look at him and I see how much he went to bat in the beginning and how hard it was for him and how he really did have to take a stand. And I, I, to me, that, that is indicative of who he was in that moment and what his intentions were. It's funny too, like with all of the barrier gay tropes, like, and as much as, as Tara's, uh, Tara's death just like rips, rips your, your heart out. out of your body. Uh, it is, it is actually one of the few and, and part of, part of it might just be like my fuzzy warm feelings towards Buffy that, that persist to this day, but like, it is one of the few lesbian deaths that I don't get upset about. And I know, I know people do, yeah. Well, but I, I, think you I can feel get very upset similarly, about it, but maybe not yeah, in like, like a barrier gaze kind of way. Like you're upset well, that right. she's dead, but you're not yes. like upset. Yeah. Like you killed a gay character to kill a gay character. Yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. I, I see the reasons I know that it is not the only um, yeah. cherished character that we lost on that yeah. show, you know, but it's still just, uh, I still uh, I can't watch it. I still can't watch it. What, did you watch the series when it was happening, or have you gone back and watched it? I haven't gone back. Um, we so every uh, every every week when the ep- the day the episode would air, the that we had finished filming and that was going to be on TV, uh, they would bring a TV into the cafeteria, and we would all watch the episode at lunch. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so so I was very on. Point it was like with mandatory. Was yeah, you're like. <laughs> If you want food, you're going to have to watch the episode. <laughs> um, no, it's it's interesting with the the Barry your gay stuff because that didn't really exist to the extreme that it does now back then. Yeah, and I think if it had, he probably would not have done it the way he did it because he's very smart. Joss is a very smart man, and he would have been like, "Wait a minute, I'm not doing that. There's a trope. I'm not. I don't do tropes. <laughs> Just purely no tropes." I mean, it's almost the one that kicked off the trope, it though. It kind of is. It's the problem, you know? The, I know, I know. It's like the begin. it was part of the beginnings of all of, as much as it was the beginnings of representation on television, because repre- representation had been, you saw it more in film, but there wasn't a ton of it in television yet. But yeah, I think, you know, it, it wasn't the trope that it is now. And yeah. so yeah. just to be contrary, even, um, and to be nice too, but just to be contrary, he wouldn't have done it. <laughs> you know, he'd be like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's interesting. We talked about this before the episode, but it has been 18 years since that episode has aired, <laughs> had aired, which is crazy. <laughs> but like we talk about like barrier gaze is now such a big thing. What, yeah. Why do you think even now that that scene, like people who just start watching Buffy, right? New watchers. Yeah. New watchers. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> new viewers of Buffy are still heavily impacted by that scene and everything that it represents. So why do you think still 
even almost 20 years later, it's still so impactful. I think it's a testament to the relationship that was created on the show. You know, uh, we can talk about censorship and how, you know, we weren't allowed to, you know, have crazy banging sex on tombstones like Buffy and Spike were. Um, damn it. <laughs> I know. I know. Damn it. That like, you, like, think, come on, guys. you think Willow couldn't have brought down a house too? Oh, I mean, hell yeah, on. she could have. Come on. <laughs> um, she's magic, people. Yeah. She's magic. No, I think, you know, even though we didn't, you know, we didn't have the level of intimacy that some of the other characters, the straight characters were were given, the intimacy of emotion was Mm -hmm. really important and very nurtured on the show. These two characters basically raised Dawn, you know, like they were really solid. I think they were probably until it all fell apart, they were the best relationship on the show. Yeah. You know, they really were there for each other. They supported each other. They cared for each other. There was passion. There was love. There were floating roses. <laughs> Come on. It had there everything. was levitating. Just all the basics that we all <laughs> have know, in our relationships you know, all the time. Yes. Yeah. Like pretty much every, relationship. every queer relationship is pretty much but like they're that. But so. it was very real, you know, yeah. and I think it, it hit people in a real way and in a way that that's sticks with you like that's the thing that I thought was funny I mean you know we we sent you a copy of the song and what's funny is it's so good (laughs) having written a handful of songs now for the podcast I usually have to watch the the movie we've done them all for movies so far I usually have to watch the movie like Mm -hmm. a ton of times to like figure out what we want to say and like what are the references that you want to sprinkle in and and you know like what are the voices that you want to kind of capture and like I rewatched nothing for this song. Uh, I I probably haven't watched the series through in 5 years. I don't mm-hmm. even know. It's it's been a while. But I'm like I don't need to jog my memory on Tara and Willow. They're Tara and Willow. <laughs> like, if if yeah. it's yep. not there and it's it almost feels like more pure to be like this is like the constant like I don't need to go find stuff like I know what they were I know what that relationship was and I know what it felt like and I you know like there was something very truthful about it I think yeah no I I you know we had uh, a one of our one of the guys in the art department was queer and he um he took Allie and I aside when we were kind of complaining about the, the censorship that was happening and he's like look that doesn't matter. What matters is that it's the two of you, two women who are together, who people identify with. You're in their homes every week. You normalize this. You make it so that they go, oh, I know lesbians. I have those lesbian <laughs> friends on TV, Tara and Willow. They're great. I love them, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like there's no othering anymore, you know? Right. Or it's a step in the right direction away from othering because we live in this world where we other what we don't understand or what we don't know. And if you don't grow up in a world where there are queer people, you're like, oh, those are others. I don't know how to deal with them. But when you have that in your home every week, you're like, no, I do. I have those people. I connect with those people. Like they are, yeah. they are my friends. Those two people on TV are part of my family. They come to my house every Thursday or Friday <laughs> or Monday for an I hour. sit in my living room. You know? We hang in the cafeteria together. We're buddies. Yeah. Yes. We have to talk though on the... Topic of censorship, given that it was, 
you know, 18, 20 years ago that this was done. I love how you make it like, longer. You're like, 18, 20 yeah. years ago. Like, well, okay. 75 years she, ago. She died 18 years ago. You were on the show for two seasons. She's like, please don't have those two years. I'm just doing the math, you know? I'm just teasing you. Oh, all I'm saying is... You're old, Amber. That's dead, all I'm saying. Dead, dead Tara could vote at this point. You know, I mean, it's, it's oh, true. It's, it's true. true. Tara's ghost uh, voting in the next election. It's gonna be great. Uh, but on the on the topic of censorship, given that it was a different time then than you know people making shows now, like for relationships that are on TV now, are there things that that you wish that you guys could have done? Are there things you wish could have been handled differently? Like looking back, if it was, you know, TV now uh, as opposed to TV then? I don't think I would change anything of as far as like the emotional intimacy of the relationship. I think it's always good to see people being physically intimate with each other on television and to normalize that. I do think that is an important thing. When you see two two women holding hands or kissing or in bed together, I think that's important to see. You know, we live in a world. You want to bring the house down. Yeah, I I think it's, I think that's important. I think we live in a, and and this is across the board. I think we live in a culture that loves to shame about sex and about bodies. The other thing is that like, you know, I'm not a skinny mini. I am like a normal woman with curves and hips and stuff. And I think seeing two women, one is like, you know, looks like Allie, one looks like me and seeing that and that in a, in a physical thing is also really impactful and important to see different shapes and sizes and genders and, uh, you know, and, and the fluidness of gender. I think representing that in a physical way and seeing that, that everybody is sexual and there's nothing wrong with it, that it shouldn't be shamed or made dirty or judged. So, um, I think, you know, we probably would have gone a little, little edgier if, if we were now. I love that though. I, one hundred percent agree. <laughs> um, we have to wrap up soon-ish, but we—I want to talk a little bit about the Buffy reboot. I know there's like a Buffy reboot that's potentially coming coming out. I don't know. You it's might like know more than me. Speculation. <laughs> it's all speculation now that like maybe there's a reboot or a revamp coming out. Yeah, a if- revamp, but um. Uh, <laughs> Why do I keep I doing got you, that? Really, I got you. <laughs> Either way, if there is something coming out, even if it was a few years out, what would you want to see in the new show? I think Buffy suffered from a lack of diversity. You know, there are very few people of color in the show. And I think that is something that is true to an extent to all of what was happening in mainstream television. There were, there were shows where it was like, oh, this is a person of color show. But there, you know, is one person of color on a mainstream, like, white show. Yeah. And I think, you know, in a world that is so diverse, you walk outside your door and if you live in any kind of city, you will see people from all different walks of life or we are a melting pot. So the fact that we don't, we don't have that on Buffy, at least the first time around, is, is, is sad to me. It is, it is indicative of the time. People weren't thinking about, oh, we need to include people. People are just like, we're fine with our totally white shows. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. is a mis- that's a mistake. You lose the voices that are out there that have different points of view that will change and shape how we deal with each other. And in a political time where we are so divided, we need those unique voices coming in and being like, wait, over here. I got something to say on this. You guys aren't doing it right. Let's let me talk too. <laughs> Maybe if we all come together, we can 
have a solution to this. Um, so yeah, I would love if they do a reboot, I would love for it to be a very diverse show. I know they were talking about having a Buffy, uh, uh, that would be a woman of color and that the showrunner is a woman of color that they're talking about running the show. And I think that is incredible. And she was a fan. And I think that's also really important that here is somebody who knows the show, knows it backwards, forwards, was of that time growing up. And I think that would make it a bet, like a better reboot. And mm-hmm. I, it sounds like Joss will be involved to an extent. And so it's not going to just be someone taking his characters and running away. Like, I think, you know, it could be really interesting. I would love to see a diverse Buffy. Yes, let's get some diverse layers out here. I know, right? Yes. Okay, but wait, I I have one last thing I have (laughs) to bring up. You mentioned you're coming back to Cluxcon this year. We can't wait to see you there. Gonna be a blast. You might also have seen there's gonna be someone else there this year. Ayari Lamone's gonna be joining. I us heard tales. I love uh, her. And and I'm curious because I don't think I've heard your thoughts on have you have you ever met Ayari before? Many times. She's fantastic. Okay. I literally spent a whole weekend in Paris with her at a convention. And Did the you? two of us like were like, Where's the food? Can we go get food? Where's the food? Like, <laughs> well, basically, Willow has a type. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yes. So, so I'm curious because once they didn't have you in a cafeteria forcing you to watch the the show, did you watch season seven with Kennedy? I watched some of the Kennedy stuff just because I was curious what they were doing, and yeah, I thought she was great. I, you know, I had so much pushback when Seth, because, you know, I was friends with Seth Green. I knew Seth from, you know, kid actor days. And I was so excited. I was like, I got to work with Seth. And then I show up and they're like, no, you're actually going to be, you know. Replacing. Replacing him <laughs> in, in that. Yeah. Um, so I was really bummed uh, on a personal level because I just, he's wonderful. He's such a good egg. Um, but people were like. I don't like this term. And then they did the same thing to, to Kennedy. Yeah. They were like, oh, it's Terry. You hate uh, Kennedy. You know? And I think it's hard when we, we have these like favorites that we get really enmeshed with. And then there's change. And we're all like, as human beings, we don't like change. But I, I thought they did a nice nice job with it. And I felt like it was important for, for her to move on. So no, a big no hard Kennedy stand. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I would never like if I if I if I died, I would not want the person that I was with to to never date somebody because they're that's <laughs> please silly. never feel joy ever yeah. again. Yeah. Without yeah. Me. No. Yeah. No. You want people like if you if you truly love somebody, you want them to be happy. <laughs> True. <laughs> there you have it. So everyone can stop hating Kennedy now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Tara's okay with it. It's fine. It was so great talking to Amber. We're going to kick it back to our Les Essentials episode, and we're going to bring Amber back for our Q&A at the end. We will try to move us through some of the rest of the series a little bit faster from here on out because it's so hard to rush the story of Willow and Tara getting together and actually starting their relationship because, you know, the end of New Moon Rising, I I think, is kind of officially when they start dating. But we do want to just hit some of the high points now um, of the rest of the time that they spend together on the show because it spans a a while. Yeah. Three full seasons. For a long time. Four, five, and six. Yeah. 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 Which is so, huge, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some of the high points. Um, they do get a cat. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, Miss Kitty Fantastico. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they are the gayest. They are so so gay. Just giant lesbians together. Willow goes. I can't believe we got a cat. Or it's oh sorry, your cat. And she's like, it could be ours if you want. It gay. could be ours. Oh gay. my God. So gay. Um. 
also, can we talk about, just because it's a, f- a little fun tidbit for anyone who doesn't know, so in the end of season four in Restless, when they have the dream episode and Willow's dream starts out with Tara lying face down but topless and Willow's writing on yes. the back. Um, so just for anyone who doesn't know, she is writing one of Sappho's love letters or one of her poems, love poems on Tara's of back. Of course she is. Of course she is. Of just course little she is. nods like that. Just what make this show so great. And, I love it. Yeah, they just God, they're so cute and domestic and adorable for so long after this, and I love it so I much. I know. I love the all the domesticity is just so good. Um I also love just like whenever whenever they're half naked in bed, love it. <laughs> Let's like really push push for more of that. Then we after the dream stuff, we get to Dawn. And I just want to say one line from Dawn that was amazing. This is the first episode we ever see Dawn in. She's writing in <laughs> yes, her di- in her, in her diary. diary. And she says, I told mom one time I told <laughs> sorry, I told mom one time I told them to teach me some of the things they do together. I guess her generation isn't cool with witchcraft. Oh my God. She's like, she got real quiet and sent me to my <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, <laughs> sent me to my room for asking, oh, what? What do they do together? Yeah. Who knows? Um, oh Joyce, like you and Pat don't know what they get up to in that. Oh room. my god, You're fooling no one. True. Uh, sorry, it's not a should have been game. We'll get there someday. Yes. Let's talk about. Can we talk about family real quick? Yes. So before the episode, family, Tara is feeling like she doesn't really belong with the Scooby Gang. She feels like she's an outsider and Willow's very much like, no, you're important. And Willow's really the only person who's been saying that to her, not really the rest of the gang. So this episode gives me all kinds of feels. Uh, so many feels. Also, another great example of when the show leans into magic being gay. Tara's family shows up in Sunnydale with their story about how the women in their family have, have some demon in them it's where the magic comes some from some lesbian this in them literally is such a in your face not even subtle at all metaphor of you're gay and we're here to take you home so you're not a disgrace to the family yep uh i remember watching this episode and i remember that ending scene where buffy is standing there with Tara's family ready to take her away. You can go ahead and take her. You just gotta go through me. <laughs> uh, and, and me, all and of the me, emotions. And me. Yes, it is just everything. It's, it's perfect. Everything. And it's such a great episode about chosen family. Yes. And just this is like one of the episodes where Tara Tara does something bad. She casts a spell on everyone, right? Yes. Because she is so ashamed of the demon inside of her. She doesn't want anyone to see it. And even though she does this, the whole Scooby gang is like, you know what? We still love you. And like, you are so important to us. Her dad's like, we're going to take her. She needs to be with family. And then when Buffy literally says she is, we're her family. And I'm like, (laughs) Uh, dead well and it's the way they say it too right because he's like we are her blood kin who are you and she just goes we're family and you're like yes yes that's what we're here for that is what we want to see i know and it's so the other thing that i want to see is i love when spike punches her and and they realize that she's just human Mm -hmm. and i love tara's little reaction of 
I'm not a demon. And you're like, so say if all the lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's okay. I'm just gay. I'm not I'm just, I'm not the fine. devil. I'm just gay. I'm not evil. I yes. just like ladies. It's, yes. Yeah, it's I'm just great. like Willow. Uh, and I love also the dad when he walks out and he just kind of mumbles under his breath, like magic. And you're like, homosexuality. Yeah. Gays. <laughs> Goddamn gays. And Damn they're gay. Liberal, liberal agenda. And you're like, yeah, okay, calm that down. That is exactly what it is. Literally what it is. And we do have one of the most iconic Willow and Tara moments at the party after, where they dance together. And Tara says, even when I'm at my worst, you always make me feel special. How do you do that? I can't. I can't. And Willow says, magic. And then they start floating. <laughs> and they're literally <laughs> floating in the air. Their love has levitated them. Not for the last time either. <laughs> oh, no. And in much more in- intense and beautiful ways. Uh, <sighs> oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. It's just so much. I have so many feelings about Willow and Tara. I'm trying to keep it together. It's very difficult. I think we're doing pretty well. I know there's one thing that you have here. I have one thing in between that's sort of that's just a random thing, but I think is is important because it's the first time that willow and tara actually say that they're gay together um the ellie co- how did we take the exact same notes because we're both really intelligent human beings like <laughs> gets that's so true so true but the council comes and they're questioning them like so what's your relationship and they're asking about the relationship with buffy but willow and tara start freaking out and they're like we're friends no uh we're we're more than friends good, you good know friends. what we're girlfriends we're do you lesbian want, do you gay want the whole type because I wrote it down. Yes, we're lesbian <laughs> gay goes, type lovers. Goes, friends, good friends, girlfriends. We're in love. We're lesbian gay type lovers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the first time we've really named it, and I love it. So even though we obviously know, we obviously know, but we know. I love it. As their relationship progresses, too, Tara continuously keeps calling her more uh, pet names, and it makes me melt. It's part of the drinking game. We also have a drinking game for this Les Essentials. So anytime Tara calls Willow any sort of like baby, honey, sweetie, drink. That's Love all. it. Gotta add it in there. All right. Now it is time for the body. Uh, I can't. This scene again, watching this scene live when it aired and what that meant because think about it we have had so much of their relationship up until now we you know you know what's happening you know they're in love they keep alluding to it they keep doing spells together they blow out the candle together they have never once shown you them kiss yeah ever and not only does it happen it happens in what i think is possibly one of the hardest episodes of this show to watch i still and i have rewatched this series so many times and watching the body uh, it's rough it is rough every time and the fact that they gave them not just their first kiss but their first kiss with not just not even like the opportunity the imperative for it to be so raw just emotional and ugh, that kiss it's it's so good and it's like forehead kiss first and then it's like Mm -hmm. no fuck the forehead this is too much like you are grieving i need to be consoling you i need to be close to you we are kissing because i love you and i want you to be okay it is a whole lot it is it's so good 
It's so great. It's and I just... love that it's like, it's an intimate, it's such an intimate moment, but it's not sexualized. Yes. Like, yes. It's such an intimate moment. Of course, like they've kissed many times before, but like this kiss is like caring. It's like yeah. physical closeness. And like that's what it's about. I think and it's just perfect. Props to Allison and Amber. Like they went for it. Oh and yeah. It's, and you'd have to because if you're going to, with how much they have sold this relationship and sold their connection. I mean, let's be real. We have seen straight actresses kiss less convincingly. convincingly. Yes in shows and movies in the past and post this you know so it felt real the scene feels real it's just it's a lot it's a lot i love it i still hate this episode but i love this moment (sighs) well and to the line afterwards just like we can be strong like the amazon Uh, (laughs) oh god there's so much in this scene there's so much there's so much and this too so we said we were going to have spoilers all over the place. So if you're listening, you know what happened. But Joyce has passed away, and so they're going to the funeral. And this is also a big part of, I think, Tara and Willow really stepping up to take this maternal role for Dawn because Buffy's dealing with losing her mother, and she can't also deal with taking care of her younger sister. And so this is a huge part. Like, even at the funeral, they, like, they take Dawn with them. They make sure she's okay. They, like make breakfast for her so this is like a big i think a big turning point and like their relationship is so strong they're taking care of their family now yeah like there's so many things that happened during willow and tara's relationship like to me like they dated they dealt with exes they are dealing with magic shit they become mothers <laughs> they deal with mental illness they Ellie. De- yeah they deal with mental illness which we're going to talk about too they deal with so many things together and then get through all of it really yeah okay i know we can't spend a ton of time on the tara losing her mind arc but can we just take a quick second to talk about how devoted willow is in those scenes it's too glory sucks her brain out and willow's just like you hear that baby you're my always and i'm like i can't i can't in it's i can't do it it's also there's so there's just like so much gay sh- like gay subtext like when she goes to the to the hospital to be like I'm taking her home like she needs uh-huh. to be home with me and they're like oh you're you her sister yeah you're like no bitch I'm yep. her wife let <laughs> me tell you what every queer female relationship has run into at one point yeah. in time yeah. or another uh that conversation oh my god and even too like there's a point where Tara literally slaps Willow. She slaps yeah. her in the face because she is completely out of it. She's Her mind is gone. She slaps her. And Willow, of course, that's painful to have the women that you love slap you in the face. And she still deals with everything with such patience yep. and love. And, love. Oh. and it is... It's, it's a lot. It's so much. I also, just real quick, I have to shout out the line. So when she does undo the brain sucking, I love when Glory sees Tara at the site and she runs up, grabs her, and she's like, what are you doing here? Oh my God. That entrance when Willow just shows up right next to them and goes, she's with me. And yes. like <laughs> freaking shoves her fingers into her skull and you're just like, bad, bad ass girlfriend i love it oh and you know the other line where finally she's like tara please you're back whatever and tara says i got so lost (sighs) 
it's and a lot. And then Willow says, I will always find you. It's so much. <sighs> it's so much. It's so much. <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> All right. And then, yeah, it's just so much. There we're be- going to make it through this, Ellie. I'm, do- I'm here for this you. This isn't even the worst part. I know we're going to be strong. <sighs> Okay. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Let's get to UPN. Can we can we switch over to UPN? Yeah. Okay. Here's what I love. So we finished season five. Buffy dies. Very emotional. They switch networks. Yes. Right? At this point in time, Buffy, the show, moved from the WB to UPN. And what I love is the very first episode, the first scene you see Willow and Tara when they move to the new network and they are being domestic moms living in the house mm-hmm. to take care of Dawn. And the very first thing is they like, they're they're just getting up. It's like a morning, you know, get everyone out the door scene. And they just are in the hallway and they give each other like a little peck on the lips. Right? Yep. And, it and was, they kiss so much after this. I'm like, hell. They kiss yes. so much when they switch networks. WB very obviously pushed back very hard on letting them have any sort of physical relationship on screen. They changed networks and you could tell it was like it set the scene that they just said, hey, here's the thing. They are dating. They can show small, intimate moments just because that's what couples do. You're getting yep. ready in the morning. You're getting dressed. You ru- you walk past each other in the hallway. And you kiss. A little kiss on the lips. A little peck, move on. But it just... it. It's like a nothing. It's like a blip when you watch it. But it was so meaningful in terms of the direction that they were going on the new network and and what they were going to be doing. And they do. Oh, my God. They're cuddling in bed all the time. It's so good. There's so much snuggling. Like, there's just, yeah, there's so much physical contact. And Which is good because, you know, it's great that they did that right as they just immediately decided to to destroy their their relationship into hell. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So let's deal with that. Uh, yes. I hate watching them break up again. It's, it's rough. It's rough. It's the but worst. That's the thing. Like, they've dealt with so many things, right? So it's Tara and her mental illness, losing her mind. And now, like, we're dealing with addiction. Mm-hmm. This is Willow, who is really addicted to magic. Like, magic is a metaphor for gayness, but magic is also a metaphor for, like, substance abuse. Ma- magic is an, a metaphor for power and, like, abuse of yeah. power. And she cannot stop using it. And so Tara is with an addict that she loves. There are so many people who are with someone who they love and care about. And they're addicted to some to some sort of thing that really, like, changes them as a person. And I, what and, do you do? And destroys your relationship. And destroys their relationship. There's no more trust. Yeah. So, like, what, what can <sighs> Tara do? And that's the thing. Like, Tara leaves Willow basically, well, number one, because she can't trust her anymore and she put a spell on her to make her forget being mad at her which is horrible it's not only that it's also the way a i love how again tara the growths that you see in tara as a character from that shy hesitant like i understand oz is back and you have to do what makes you happy to this part of their relationship where she is, you know, very clear about saying, hey, this isn't okay. You can't do this to me. Yep. Like, I literally had my mind sucked out by a demon. You can't. That's not okay. And then you did the same doing. thing to me. Right. Yeah, and mess with my mind. And if you can't get this under control, then I deserve better than this. Yep. And what... How meaningful that is for her to have gotten to that point, even though you can see how much she loves her. Before we get into the breakup, we need to talk about the singing before the storm 
or during the storm, really, because she's still under a spell. But we need to talk about the musical episode because it's so freaking good. Yes. Um, and there's no way to not talk about it. So Tara is under a spell by Willow where she still can't remember that they're fighting. So everything's perfect. And we have the most beautiful duet in the entire musical episode, which is Under Your Spell. It's not that... even really a duet. Does Does Willow sing anything in it? Actually, no. You're right. She doesn't. I'm like, it's a duet of sorts. It's, it's a love a phys- song physical duet a physical <laughs> duet <laughs> it's a love song right here it's a love song to willow about being under willow's spell and this is yet another moment where we talked about earlier we have the levitation <laughs> where literally at the end willow's going down on tara and tara is look who's to say what's happening where the camera doesn't show you Ellie? you're right who you knows know? what's going knows? on there whatever but she literally levitates while she's saying you make me come pleat. Pleat. <laughs> pleat is, the, is like, the important part of that word. Very important. I so wish that that musical episode was happening like before they had all this horrible shit that happened. Because it does put a little bit of a tainted vibe on their relationship because everything's good, but like it's really not. But. I still love that episode Uh, and that scene. So good. So good. And again, it's uh, some of the things in Buffy where they just know exactly how to get you the way that they break up in Tabula Rasa because Tabula Rasa has what, again, is one of the tropes that I love in shows, which is when you take soulmates and you show them being soulmates over and over again. Yes. Right? It's like when they did it in Winona Herb where you get the, the alternate universe way hot and they still find each other and they're still in love because they would fall in love in any, any universe, universe, in any world and whatever. Yes. I love Tabula Rasa where they don't even know... They have no idea that they have any sort of relationship. Willow is, you know, slowly realizing that she thinks she's kind of gay again throughout the episode as they've forgotten their entire <laughs> yeah, lives like, and all I'm their really memories. Yeah, she's like, I'm really attracted to this girl. <laughs> like, what's going I, on? Uh, and they do because they do similar things to, you know, how they got them together in the first place, which is they're hiding from demons and they're shoved in you know, with their faces close together. Mm -hmm. And they're just doing those little, like a little eye glance or the little breath catch where you're like, oh, there's chemistry happening. And then they literally are on top of each other. It's like, oh, small, small, small. We're on top of each other about to kiss. And they're about to kiss. And it's like they're kissing for the first time and they're falling in love all over again. And you're watching it happen. And then Xander steps on the charm, whatever. To basically break the spell. Yeah. Breaks the spell and it just and everything is bad all of a sudden. And you've been in this, you know, you're watching like first love, young love all over again. And then it's just ripped away and it's horrible. And she leaves and I hate everything. And also, Michelle Branch's gay culture now, we don't make the rules. You're right. <laughs> also, so let's talk about them getting back together. Oh, uh, yeah. Can we just skip it? <laughs> yeah, so I'm we're going to skip. So we're gonna, I shouldn't do this. So we're going to skip the they, whole breakup. But they do break hard. up. And they I do think break so. Up. I, I do think the breakup is important because talking about dealing with someone with addiction, Tara leaves Willow to show Willow that her doing magic is hurting the people in her life. Willow needs a catalyst to to give up magic she needs a catalyst she was not 
she clearly wasn't going to do it when Willow and Tara were together. Tara asked her to. And literally the day that Tara asked her to, that's when she set this huge spell that fucked with everything and they had to break up. Like she's like, yeah, I'll quit. And she does even bigger spell. So clearly, if I quit, I mean, mess with your memory even more than I already had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not the not, best. Not the best. Um, but we do like during their breakup, Willow. I think really does see what she's lost. She sees the impact magic has had on the people around her. She, I think, one time she sees Tara and she says, "I've been magic free for thirty-two days." Yes. Uh, that's what I love about when they do the breakup too, is it's so realistic. They break up, but their lives overlap, right? They can't really avoid each other. And so that's the thing is, is it's this breakup that neither one of them really wants. They're still around each other all the time. They're, they do such a good job of creating that chemistry and that tension that is just hanging there waiting you know yes and, uh, it's so good it's so like ugh. it's I, so you just want to like dig into it it's so good it's so painful there's there's it's a so scene painful. like the day after where uh tara's in buffy's house and willow comes back with amy yeah it's literally right after they broke up and she basically thinks like Willow stayed out all night, like <laughs> sleeping with a stranger. Who's this girl? Yeah. And what is she doing with my girlfriend? I mean, and it's yeah. even worse because she wasn't sleeping with her. She was doing magic with her all night. And she's like, all right, cool. So exactly why we broke up. Awesome. They were just doing spells all night, Ellie. Come on. But I do think you're right. It's very realistic and very feels authentic with like them getting back together because yeah. They were in each other's lives still. So Tara can see that Willow's working on herself. Like Tara can see all those things happening. And Willow wants Tara to see those things. And then, yeah, they get back together. Uh, They go on a date and Willow has to practice asking her out on a date. And it's so much. And she's standing in the hallway at school, like having a fake conversation, asking her to go out for dinner or kisses and gay love. And it's just... Uh, it's so much and then tara makes everything a bit easier on willow by having this whole speech where she's like you know it's not so easy we can't just you know have coffee and pretend nothing happened but can we just skip all that let's just kiss uh, get to the kissing and the kissing and they do and your heart is just soaring above the sky and they're kissing and they're in bed and they're happy and they're flirting and they're kissing and they're in bed some more and everything is beautiful and good and then the show ends and nothing ever happens and that's it so yep so that was the season finale they had a lot of sex <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, we we pan funny. out. We pan out on the bed. They're the... naked and yeah. uh, happy. That's really exactly. It. That's where I like to imagine yeah. that the show ends. But this is like honestly um, the most sex they've had, like that we've seen them have in the whole series. And then we do have to talk about it. So let's get into it. Uh, okay. Well, just to be fast, we'll, we're gonna rip off the band aid. So they're happy. And... They're back together. Don's so happy. Buffy's so happy. Everyone's happy. Then Warren, this Warren. little Dingleberg. <laughs> comes in doesn't understand how to use a gun shoots it around wherever he feels like shooting it and hits tara right in the heart it's also it is something that i have to say because i think it's telling that the two deaths in the series that hit the hardest are the two that are 
outliers in the Buffy universe, right? Joyce and Tara do not die because of demons. Magic, they don't yeah. die because of a spell. They don't die because of vampires. They don't die because of the apocalypse. They die because of humans. natural health yeah. reasons and a gun. And there's just something about that that when you watch someone get sucked into a hell dimension or killed by a vampire, it, there's something that's less real about it because it's not real. Mm -hmm. When you watch someone have an aneurysm and just be dead or when you watch someone just get shot, it it's harder to pretend that it's not real because those are real things exactly. that, that happen. And it's just... Ugh, I couldn't even do it. Even trying to rewatch it today, Ellie, I, I got through watching her get shot and then it started, you know, the next episode starts with Willow just like holding, holding her body, her. begging for her not to be dead. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I it's can't. so painful. It's well, if, if you didn't keep watching what you're talking about, like that's the thing. So so Willow goes completely dark. Her eyes are like black. And this is like dark Willow, sexy Willow. I love dark Willow. <laughs> Sexy Willow? Is that I, what we're going I with? I think it's hot. Whatever. <laughs> the power of it all. The veins really do it for you. Yeah, I love it. The vengeful lover. <laughs> um, but she summons Osiris. and She's like, bring her back. Because Willow brought Buffy back from the dead. And so she's like, I can bring people back from the dead. I haven't used magic in so long, but I'm going to use it now because fuck it. The woman that I stopped using magic for is not here anymore so i'm gonna use it to bring her back and osiris says you can't bring her back she was not killed by magic she was she was killed naturally it's in the natural yeah. order of things and willow says like how can this be natural like how can this be what was meant to meant to happen and it's so painful because you're right it's it's real it's real uh, uh, i can't I, and I don't yeah. want to dive too much into the whole Willow arc and everything. We don't have to but... dive into Dark Willow, but we also talked a little bit to Amber in the middle of the episode about the barrier gaze aspects of Tara's death. So we're not going to get too much into it now. Um, but this is really the beginning of the barrier gaze trope of somebody so happy and queer people are so happy and they're back together and in love and it's completely shattered by death which is it's horrible terrible horrible but i do want to say like to wrap up willow and tara even though tara tara died i don't think that negates the impact that willow and tara's relationship had on the lgbtq zeitgeist right yeah. like Oh, absolutely. There have been LGBTQ characters on shows that have never died and have been far less meaningful than far less, this relation far and far less real and far real less and, and yeah. rounded of characters. Yes. So and I, that's it yeah. is one thing I think bury your gaze as a trope. I mean, yes, it is. It is still problematic and it still hurts any time that a queer character is killed on a show. But I also think the main point of that trope is also queer characters being killed off because the writers or the showrunners just didn't know what to do with them or other than coming in to be gay to, you know, precipitate some storyline the the characters themselves weren't really people in the show yeah. you know and tara's not that tara has so much growth so much meaning in this like you couldn't have these seasons without having had tara you know yeah she had to be there and and she was treated i think as an important integral part of the show 
I just it's so hard to watch watching that that it's so painful it's so painful it's the worst it's the worst as much as I do I you know it's not one where I I don't I can't see the argument for doing it I do but it's just everything is bad I hate everything why did I rewatch this (laughs) I know I do this to myself so like we said before that's not the end of the story (laughs) It's I'd like not. to think that there's some beautiful alternate reality where Tara's still alive and they're still having sex all day every day. So that's what we choose to remember about Tara and Willow. And we choose to remember all of the representation that they truly gave us. So I appreciate everything that Willow and Tara was and is. Okay. And with that, let's, should we jump to our drinking game rules, Ellie? Oh, let's do it. All right, this is going to take you a very long time to drink. So if you have many days to sit around and hang out and watch Buffy, you can do this Willow and Tara drinking game. So here we go. Rule number one, drink every time Tara uses a pet name for Willow, sweetie, baby, honey, all of the above. Two, drink every time they're doing magic, but we all really know that means they're having sex. (laughs) So yes, often. Three, drink every time Willow and Tara laugh about something that no one else thinks is funny, which is relatively often because they have their own weird little thing going on, but I love them. Rule number four, drink when Tara and Willow kiss on the lips for the first time because drink for every time they kiss. I think there's like three or four little kisses in, in that one. So you can you can have a little chug there. Rule five, drink every time Tara and Willow talk about their cat. So like, oh, we're going to get a cat, or what should we name our cat, or I love our little cat. They're always talking about the cat. Drink every time a member of the Scooby gang talks about Willow and Tara's relationship without saying the words gay or lesbian. (laughs) Uh, Just unspoken. Unspoken unspoken gayness. In the family episode, drink any time Tara's family talks about the demon inside of her. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be rough in that episode. Last rule drink anytime they levitate yes i love it yeah so that's it drink responsibly my friends and please tweet us as you do (laughs) you know we love when people do our drinking games and survive our favorites are you ready we're gonna do our q and gay i'm ready let's do this (laughs) q q q and gay question number one I'm going to give you four choices, so wait till I give the choices, then you can pick. Who was the gayest Buffy character? A, Tara, B, Willow, C, Buffy, or D, Faith? (laughs) What a question. (laughs) I mean, Faith was pretty, like, I mean, they they all in some capacity, but Faith is sort of, like, iconically, like, the bad girl... Sexy. I I would kind of thought you'd go with Eliza. <laughs> Not even Faith. Eliza. Yeah. <laughs> that relationship she and Buffy. You guys were when I did the podcast at Lexicon. You guys were playing all these clips, and I was like, oh my gosh. They have like some secret yes. relationship. We, yes. we made a strong case. You did that's why I have to go with Faith. You guys have changed my whole like Fair. like point of view. People sure should, should have been gay one person at a time. <laughs> there you go. Okay, question two. Which witch are you? A, a good witch, B, a bad witch, or C, somewhere in between? Oh, gosh. I think she leans way more toward good, if we're talking about Tara. But she definitely made mistakes and did some bad stuff. 
What about so, you personally? No. I was going to say, okay. if it's me, Amber, oh, I am bad <laughs> to the bone, you guys. Super bad. You heard it here. Amber's um, a bad witch. No, I'm th- too nice. Too nice. That's bad. Yeah, she's actually like smoking yeah. three cigarettes and twirling a knife in her hand a, right now. Yeah, everyone. A, high, a high ball of whiskey and a high ball of gin. And, bad yeah. to the bone. She's mixing my alcohol. Question number three. What's your favorite type of tree? A, oak, B, birch, C, sequoia, or D, willow? Well, Amber would say birch, but Tara mm. would say willow. Good answer. Okay, fair. <laughs> I like that we're getting double answers for everything. It's good. <laughs> she is me. Yes. I am her. Okay. <laughs> Knowing that they did make you watch the show, what is your favorite Willow and Tara episode out of Hush, New Moon Rising, Family, or Once More with well, Feeling? Well, I'm a sucker for the musical. Once More with Feeling is pretty amazing. And th- that that like reprise with Giles that Tara sings is really like heartbreaking. And it does have the iconic spread beneath my willow tree uh, line in the song. <laughs> it does. Which, yeah. It that, does. That. You may hear a callback <laughs> to that in the song at the end of the episode. Maybe just a little. <laughs> it, you just had to. Yeah. It had to be. It had to be. All right. Be. Question number five. Who was Willow's one true love? A, Tara, B, Kennedy, or C, Oz? Oh, I got to go with Tara. Come on. Of course. Yeah, well, we have to yeah. make you pick. I, I gotta mean, go with Tara. Come on. Amber says Tara. Of Tara course. says Tara. <laughs> Tara's gonna be mad if that's not there the answer. Go. Everyone says Tara. <laughs> Love it. But Willow can be happy. We want her to be happy. Other ways yeah. as well. There's yes. not just one yes. one person for everybody, right? There's like two. <laughs> I, I I did put quotes around it in the question. The, the, your true, true love. love. Your quote true love. Quote. There you go. Thank you so much for hanging out with oh us, Amber. Oh my gosh, no, thank you, are you guys. This was wonderful. I had so much fun with you guys at Clexicon, so I thought I'd bring you into my house so you could see my drapes. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I love the lamp. It's I sounded dirtier than I meant see to do, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't know what's in that cup, so we'll just we'll blame it on I the alcohol swear again. It's, it's water. fine. Mm. <laughs> Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from you and building our community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. And this episode, I would love to shout out Kelly, who sent us an email after going to see the movie Like a Boss and screaming at her friends that it should have been gay. So thank you, Kelly, for spreading the good gay word. Also, after Kelly emailed us, I watched the trailer for Like a Boss, and I cannot wait to see the film because, hell yeah, it looks pretty gay. So thanks for the tip. It's on our list, Kelly. Thanks for the tip, Kelly. (laughs) And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Audrey O'Connor, Wendy K. Bartlett, Brittany Ray, and Kayla Kelly. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen. Remember, you can also follow us on all the social medias on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at leshangoutpod. Or you can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also still have videos going up on our YouTube channel. We will have a video going up for our original song for Tara and Willow. So keep an eye out on our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash leshangoutpod and you don't want to miss it. You really do not. If you want to support the podcast, listen to our song. It's amazing. It's going to come out at the end of this episode as well. So be sure to wait. 
but you can also rate and review us on iTunes. It's completely free and the easiest way to support us helps other people find the show and let them know how much you love us. If you want to support us financially, you can join our Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. You get so many cool perks. We have a Discord chat. We have Les Essentials watch parties. We have blooper reels. Lots of fun stuff. Uh, again, you can find it at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want some merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash shop. We got a lot of great teas, totes, tanks, all of the teas. And I'm like, what else starts with tea? <laughs> Tea mugs. <laughs> tea, tea mugs. Yeah, mugs for tea. Uh, we, <laughs> we've got a lot of merch there. Just head over to bit.ly slash shop. You will not be disappointed. And if you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram or on Twitter at LSH Foster. And you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. Let's hang out. to the shadows could I ever deserve the light but you saw right through all the things I did to hide and even if I lost my mind I know that you would I can feel, I feel the crashing of the tide.